Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFQ Refugees Podcast. Ted here, John here. I am back from my second vacation. Uh, second vacation. I take second vacations. I'm a prima donna. <laughs> I just do it. <laughs> but I'm back, uh, able to watch soccer, able to return to watch soccer. And, and, and John is clearly upset with me because he decides to reward me. By uh, by wearing a Ford Madison shirt, so uh, uh, it's like it's like when you I leave, say mean things like, to you. It's like when uh, you go on a vacation and, and your dog eats the the drywall of your walls because he's mad at you, and this is how he shows you that he's <laughs> mad at you. That's that's what this is. My dog, fortunately, I, we have left our dog a lot now, but he doesn't seem to be upset with us. Um, he seems to be just happy happy to see us. I'm going to send him a good. very small Ford Madison jersey, which is get a dog oh. a dog one. <laughs> and it'll go directly, or, or I'll burn it in effigy at like a tailgate or something like go. that. That's Content. Probably, that's probably that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. Well, welcome in, folks. Uh, we we are all smiles here. Uh, at least at least in D, at least in DC United land, we're gonna we're talk a little bit in spirit land. Things are, are less less happy, I guess you could say that. But right now, for the DC United, all smiles all the time. DC United is rocking, rocketing up the rocketing table right and now. rocketing. Doing yeah, all, rocking all of it. <laughs> All of it, rocketing up the table right now. Uh, we're we're gonna go chronologically here. Um, first, John, you know I, I know you made me angry, but how was your weekend, my friend? Ho- I hope you did well. It was good. I, I didn't make it out to the to Segra on Saturday night. Uh, just didn't wasn't able to do it. Uh, so I had a kind of a very quiet, slow weekend for a change. It was it was mm-hmm. kind of a nice change of pace, but uh, ready to you know uh, there was some good soccer on at least on Sunday. We, we at least we, we got some joy out of that, so it was a it was a pretty good weekend. It was a pretty good win. It's always good when DC wins, and always good to see DC win. Um, when uh, when when things are confident, and uh, well, let's start let's start with the, the I think the biggest of the two wins, DC United picking up a four two win on the road. We had a, a special live post game show that we did right after the game. Hot takes. <laughs> uh, we've had a we've had a uh, we've had a week to settle it. We obviously have the the knowledge of what happened in the last week. Uh, any any changing opinions? Any any? Give, give me just give me some thoughts, man. What what what, what were your, some of your thoughts? Yeah, about? I know I know that you know before that game on the on the Monday show last week we talked about sort of making a strat- strategic deployment of resources about where you're going to try to you know where you're going to try to win where you're going to try to draw and the Columbus game I think for both of us was kind of the game where we're like well if we don't win we don't win that one a draw would be great four points would be awesome mm-hmm. uh, and you know that we got a lot more than four points it was a it was eventful because of Bill Hamid becoming injured, Jordi Reyna sort of emerging from a season-long hibernation uh, to really put a stamp on a game, which was awesome. And then Ola Kamara continuing to be, uh, and we'll talk about that a lot later, but continuing to be one of the hottest strikers in MLS. I think probably definitely the hottest striker in MLS if you look at his goal scoring completely, uh, his, his record. Uh, but... It was a good game. Uh, they, I, You know, I think at halftime you tweeted... Bad vibes, basically. Like, <laughs> it was. I mean, it's 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 one of those things. I had this. I had this thought. I had this memory. I was like, man, I feel really down. And then I and then I kind of thought about. It and I said, oh man, we we've, we've been here before. DC has been here many times, many times on the road. I think even like all throughout the 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 Olsen era, there were at least a few games where DC would be up three nothing. I'll never forget the the Toronto game um, when. Uh, when Luso, Luci, Luciano Acosta was subbed out in that game, and I think we took out Ola, we took out Ola or Yordi Reyna. I can't. It's, I'm, I'm digging back in my memory. I, we took somebody out at halftime. Uh, I think it was more of a conservation. We got a game next week. It was probably the same in that game. 
Uh, and then watching uh, in the the game with Acosta, Acosta kind of gestures up to the screen. And I remember thinking back then, I'm like, I, I think something's I think we're about to see something pretty bad. And uh, uh, Columbus would then rock it back to draw the game. Um, not not a good uh, not not a good vibe. I think they also had a game against Seattle in 2019. Same situation. Um, however, so this game. Yes. However, this game did not happen. <laughs> but this it, did not happen. It felt like it, I, I understand the feeling. I understand the concern. Basically, there was too much going right. Uh, and the second half kind of started off pretty horribly. Two goals given up. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Kempen making a, a, a baboo on the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second one was the one off the post and then tapped in, right? If I'm from recalling Correct, correctly. Yes. Almost entirely a week ago. Uh, but uh, they were able to make it happen. I mean, John Kempen, I think, uh, and we'll talk about it too when we get to the game on Sunday. Not not fantastic uh, performances coming out. He's not played in a long time. That's the worst thing I think about the setup with not really having a reserve league, not really having opportunities to get those players real game minutes, non-scrimmage minutes. Uh, and when they come in uh, basically, you know, off of a three-month cooler and come into a game in the middle of it, it's kind of hard to be ready to go. That's their job, but it's also hard. Uh, and, you know, we're going to be without Bill for a while, and we're going to, I feel like we're going to have to score a lot of goals. I feel like we're, I yeah. feel like we want to want to score two goals a game. I feel like that's, a, the- that's where you want to shoot. The, the offensive production has to has to definitely take a take a step up. Um, that is that is for sure. Uh, that is for sure. Um, but, you know, it, we got to give John Kippen a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he still does. He's going to be serviceable. I, I think that's if he can just be serviceable. Um, this this team will be uh, this team will be OK. Um, and if they keep playing the way they're playing, I mean, they really have developed a, a next man up mentality. Uh, and this game sort of uh, punctuates that with, uh, you know, Jordi Reyna having a career game uh, just coming in. And and this has really been the story of the whole season. It's it's players that you didn't expect anything from starting to pick it up, starting to get it done. And and, and I know um, this this might this might bring on Rich to, to cock, but I know our, our longtime listener Rich has talked about how nobody, ha- you know, certain players didn't benefit from Lasada's system after I made the comment. Um, Jordi Reyna starting to benefit from the system. Uh, especially after that game. Um, he obviously comes off the bench. He picked up an injury, but he had a really strong game. I think he won goal of the week, too. He did. Which I don't I don't actually ever remember, like, like really putting out a poll to vote. I didn't know he was up for goal of the week. Uh, it's been a crazy week. Um, I hope John was on top of that. I did. I think um, I posted it, yeah. But uh, who, yeah. I, I think this might have just been a week where no, no Seattle or Atlanta or <laughs> they didn't score any goals or something, because that's a, that's a very uncommon. We are, we're not great with the Twitter voting. Um, but as you know, other, other sort of notes from the Columbus game that were interesting, DC United had 70% possession for the game, which is not generally the way we've played, particularly on the road. Uh, but it was really, aside from the two, aside from the two goals, it was, it was a, a dominating performance. The pressure mm-hmm. is now getting to the, getting to the degree where they can bust it out at any time and almost no team really can account for it. Yeah. Uh, they're now the players that are able to stay fit are now they have the wind to just do it and not stop uh, are able to just push for 90 minutes. And it's really putting teams under a real, a real big problem. Uh, Columbus yeah. couldn't handle it. Uh, <laughs> there were lots of sour grapes from the coach from Columbus uh, about how uh, basically, you know, they did what we thought they were going to do. And, uh, you know, we gifted them this and they didn't really win it. We just lost it. Like just, just garbage, just garbage loser talk. 
uh, <laughs> from, from. No, yeah. I mean, all the goals came from all four goals. I think exception with the exception of the Ordi Arena goal, that was a goal definitely on a break. Uh, but the three goals all came were generated at least in part from uh, from defensive pressure, mm-hmm. just dispossessing the defense. I don't remember the player. I, I remember there was one player. I'm not sure if it was uh, was it Kita or Mensa. I can't remember. I think it might have been Kita was just having an awful game. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was at least dispossessed twice. Um, I'm trying to remember who exactly the defender was. I'm looking at the lineup. I, I think that's who it was. Um, but just it, entirely, DC would just win the ball. They would have quick, and it was smash and grab goals. Uh, but it's but it's not like it's you know fortunate or lucky. It's a designed way that Lasada wants to play, and we're seeing that be a very very effective system. It's not going to be effective 100, and we'll get to the next game uh, where sometimes it's not very effective, and you have to find other ways to win. Um, other than that, I, I mean, again, Julian Gressel is, is starting to find himself. He had a, another really strong game. I thought, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously we, we talked to you already we talked Ola Kamara, two goals, you know, really, uh, hammering in that showing that goal scoring rate that, that I, that I talked about when he first signed here, I was like, look, he scores goals wherever he comes. And I may, was made to look like a fool. Uh, and he, he has completely recovered. Um, any other thing, any other uh, performances you want to highlight in this game? Um, anything, uh, no, I think the, I think, you know, uh, no, I, I think, I think the important thing is, is the goal scoring. And I think having, uh, Junior Moreno has also been sort of a tricky, uh, consistent performer of late. I think if you look at his match ratings since he's been back from, uh, national team duty, very, very solid. The other position, the other defensive midfielder position is something to watch. Uh, and uh, Moses Nyman got the start uh, on the... Uh, he was suspended for the Columbus game, but got the start in the game we're going to talk about Montreal. Um, I think it'll be interesting to watch what happens when Canales comes back, because I don't think Marino's making way in this lineup uh, right now at all, even unless it's just unless it's just for rotation. I think that, like Drew Skundrich, like the Drew Skundrich role, uh, I believe that uh, Aronan has a big soft spot for how Marino plays the game, doesn't make mistakes, uh, plays to the system... Uh, so that will be interesting to watch. Canals obviously needs to get back uh, mm-hmm. on the field because he was one of the uh, one of the better players of the team when he was when he was healthy. But still, there will be a big need to make sure that Moses continues to grow. Uh, you've seen what you've seen what has happened with Kevin Paredes getting the opportunity to play every week in and out, uh, and it's that he's blossomed fully. And again, I keep teasing the Montreal, but we'll, uh, Anand had really good things to say about Kevin Paredes, like really, really nice things to say about him. So yeah, great win. Not unexpected, I think, from my perspective. Uh, Columbus not performing maybe as well as they were at the beginning of the year or obviously last season, but uh, great, great points to get on the road. Fantastic. And I think other, other than the free kick, I'll have to go back and look. I think it was uh, Darlington Nagby out on the field. Um, DC really shut him out the entire game. Um, and Zellerion, I think, only had at least a couple opportunities. Obviously, he gets sort of a poacher's goal. But if you're giving those types of goals up to Zellerion, you're not giving up other goals or you're not allowing him to get assists. Um, you've, you've done a good job. And, and yes, uh, Columbus is struggling. There's no doubt about it. They have slid down the table. Uh, they look sort of very much like a shell of their former selves, but they were undefeated at, at, at home coming into this. And DC United, uh, uh, came out and, and dominated the game for the first half and, you know, sealed it up. And, and that's that's a sort of a symbol that things have things have changed. Um, things have changed with this team and things have changed uh, with with how this team is playing. Uh, we got a poll question down there at the bottom. 
should DC use a DP slot for a striker this uh, this offseason? Everybody's been talking about how, you know, oh, we need to go get a striker. We need to go to striker. Now you got a, a goal scorer who's knocking at the golden boot race in, in Ola Kamara. Do you use that? Do you use that DP slot? So go ahead and just uh, get your votes in comments as well. well. We'll try to read them as we can. Yeah, we've got one. Um, we've got one here from Ceylon 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been critical of Ola Kamara in the past, but I think I've narrowed it down to this. Ola doesn't always look like the type of striker I expected to thrive in the system, but I genuinely think the man is having a personal renaissance regardless of Gressel. Can, if, if they can ever connect passes. Ola is confident and playing very smart, so my hat's off to him, and this is my public apology to him. I think there's lots of public apologies to Ola Kamara, myself included. I think uh, there is... I always talk about confidence with him, and right now he's mm-hmm. playing with 100% confidence. The man is uh, floating around the field right now. And how could you not be? If you look at this, if you look at his score rate, one goal every... 30-something minutes, I think, if anybody in the chat could give us the exact number. It's getting ridiculous. It's it's. I think it's. I think it, it went up a little bit because he only had one goal. I think it's like 62 or something like that. So it went up from 59. Um, but it's, it, you know, I, I don't think we expect him to to hold that, um, to sort of hold that forever. Uh, Matt Doyle has has said as much as well uh, that he doesn't expect to, expect that to continue. But um, who, who does? I mean, yeah. <laughs> clearly, clearly it won't, but it, we're enjoying it for now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like you talk about confidence. I mean, we'll talk about I, I think every goal he has had, the PK, uh, the first goal, he gets in front of the goalkeeper one on one with the keeper. I'm like, he's going to score that. And he just does it. And it's 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 awesome to see. It's awesome to have a striker that has that confidence. I, I think even in the Rooney days, even in the Rooney days, because Rooney was a very different type of player. It's been a very, very long time since we had a player. A, a striker that you just knew, even when he's out of a game, he's going to find a goal. Um, and we'll talk a little bit, maybe, like I said, pre- teasing the Montreal talk, because uh, <laughs> that's a little fresher in our mind. Um, anything else before we're, we're going to kind of move on? Any any other uh, performances? Anything else you want to highlight from this game? Nope. Glad Drew Skundrich got a little bit of time in there. <laughs> uh, and he get, He's now, he's the guaranteed sub. He's the new Segura as far as, like, you know, <laughs> for sure, based on game state, he's going to get he's going to get an appearance. So, yep. Um Let's uh, let's talk. Uh, you, you've uh, I've tried to watch as much as the spirit as I can. It's been a little bit of busy time for me. I promise I will get back into it. We'll get back into it on Friday. We're going to be uh, co-streaming uh, the Washington Spirit game here on Twitch. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, let's let's blow that up a little bit for a second. Yep. So we're gonna not only will we co-streaming, we'll be doing a pregame show uh, mm-hmm. potentially with a guest from uh, the Washington Spirit TBD on that. We're going to be broadcasting the game live with commentary. This is the first time Ted and I have ever done this. So. <laughs> Uh, set your set your expectations accordingly, uh, but it's going to be a good time. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be sort of doing our best to add a little color to the game, and then we're also going to have post game with Colin after the game. So that's uh, that's what we're doing. We the, this is the cool thing that NWSL has done with Twitch. By the way, I think MLS should absolutely do this. They won't because of their contracts, but also no one watches their games on linear TV. Their <laughs> ratings are horrible. So they should think in the way the NWSL is thinking and try to think out of the box and figure out a way to make these a little bit more entertaining. So I, I, I don't know if you remember, but do you remember? I think it was on like the Fox Soccer Channel days. They used to have the like uh, EPL broadcast. Yes, yes where, like, they rule. put the events. <laughs> <laughs> I love those like, fan fan yeah. cam. Basically, it was like a it was like a fan broadcast. That uh, was so good. I, I, I think I think Fox Soccer like tried it once for MLS, and it wasn't as good because I I think they just didn't do a good job finding like 
MLS. Good, good God, Mike. Yeah, call us up. Call us up. We'll do it. <laughs> Give, put me and Mark Fishkin on a DC Red Bulls podcast. Watch the sparks fly. There you I, go. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Um, but yeah, but yeah, definitely check us out with that. We're gonna be we're gonna be talk full pregame, postgame. Like I said, um, obviously we're gonna have a call in as well. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna, I'm excited about it. I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. I will be participating live from my dad's office uh, in his house in Gloucester, in the middle of nowhere. So, <laughs> uh, pray, uh, <laughs> prayers in the chat for my uh, internet. Uh, we're in the middle of Gloucester. We'll we'll make it work. Whatever happens, we've done worse. Yep. We've podcasted in the middle of like a hurricane before. So, uh, yep. so that's that's the good thing about the spirit that that's coming out. Now let's talk less good things about the spirit. So. Portland Thorns come to town. The problem with the Portland Thorns is that they are extremely good. Uh, they're extremely good without their Olympians. They're extremely good with their Olympians. I believe they have a 10-point lead uh, in first place right now over this over Orlando in second place. Uh, so there, there's a gap between the first and the second place, and there's a gap between the ninth and the tenth, and then everybody else in the middle is just a big splat sandwich. I think the Spirit are in seventh right now. Uh, but I'm getting ahead of myself. The Spirit lost one nothing off the back of another loss. Uh, previously, that was the game against Chicago, I believe. Uh, I think that was three to one, I believe. I don't have, I'm sorry, I forgot that already. But uh, things of note for this game: Segrafield is bad for the Spirit. Uh, I believe they've won no games there this year. Pretty sure uh, the games have been poor because the ball does not move well, and that that stayed the same here. Not a lot of opportunities created because of that. Olivia Moultrie started for the. Timbers, or not the Timbers, <laughs> the Thorns, not the Timbers. That would be notable if the Timbers were playing the Spirit. Uh, she's 15 years old. This is her first start in NWSL, and of course, what are you going to do? But she's going to score her first assist. Uh, the only goal of the game, perfect assist, down the right line, down the right end line, sideline. Uh, puts it right uh, on, uh, oh, I'm forgetting her name. Simone Charlie, sorry, right Simone on Simone Charlie. Charlie's head yeah. from from about six yards out, and that was about it. There was a, there was an opportunity for Trinity Robin to score in the first fifteen minutes, I believe, and there was a save, a goal line save. Probably, I don't know if they give field players uh, save of the week in NWSL or even allow them to be nominated, uh, but uh, that that's what should have happened. There was a, <laughs> it was uh, Christian Christian West Christian Westfall slides it off the line. Somehow doesn't get it, uh, score an own goal. Probably should have scored an own goal, but didn't. Uh, and then other than that, it really was a frustrating game, both to play and, I assume, and to watch. Ashley Sanchez subbed off in the 65th minute. Mm-hmm. Not happy about that uh, for reason, you know, obviously. That's not really her thing. She's not a player that usually gets subbed off. Ashley Hatch was completely invisible. I think she was the lowest rated player on the entire team, on either team, uh, at the end of the game. Was not getting was not getting service. It was just, it, you know... The, the the thorns are really good. They're just they're just so much better, I think, right now uh, than than the teams around them. They were able to tactically just neutralize the spirit entirely. Uh, Sayori Takarada comes back from the Olympics, starts at right back. Uh, first time she's played for them since played at right back since uh, preseason. Has a great game, almost equalizes, thumps a ball off the crossbar from the 18 that would have tied the game. Obviously, did not, but she played great. She was fantastic. Uh, that was that was a sort of a, a, a emergency move because left back Tegan McGrady's out. Uh, there's not a lot of depth there right now until the national team players get back. So they moved Anna Helferty to left back, and then Sayori played right back. So um, overall, disappointing. Uh, 
this the the game against Houston is going to be their get right game. Uh, Houston is struggling mightily right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time the Spirit played Houston on the road, they were technically the home team. That was the Segura wasn't ready yet, and they had to go play on the road as a home team. Uh, and they beat them there, and then they also beat the Rain right uh, three days after that. So good uh, good history here, and 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 the Dash are sort of are scuffling. There is a chance that the players are back. Uh, uh, that O'Hara and Sonnet uh, and Radar are back. Uh, Julia Radar might be the one who's more likely to be able to play because she has mm-hmm. been uh, not playing for Sweden that, that much. Yeah. She played twice. So, so maybe she makes it back, which is good because they need help along the back line. And hopefully this is an opportunity for them to get right. And hopefully the weather is not too crazy uh, in Houston because I can only imagine how gross it is <laughs> It's it's gonna be it's it's very gross in DC this week. Super 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 <laughs> sticky and all horrible. So I wonder how Houston is. I haven't had a chance to look at that. But that that's that. It was it wasn't a wasn't a very exciting game. Um, I, not I, a lot I, of. Yeah, I, w- I want to ask you. You know, you look at the struggles that the Spirit are having in Segra, but there is the 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 nature of the argument. Well, the away team also has to deal with the same type of conditions. You know, it's a level. It's a level playing field, and you know you you can't you know in 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 the United States especially you can't afford really to drop. You're, if you drop too many home games, that that's going to do it. Um, obviously, you know we here at the show, everybody around the world wants the spirit at Audi Field, hundred percent. So do they, and I guarantee you they do as well. Mm-hmm. Is that the? Do you think that's the salute, the long term solution, or do you think there's a way for the spirit to come out and, and manage this? Is it going to be improvements, uh, water on the on the turf? <laughs> To make it world better, I don't know what's yeah. what's the solution here because you can't drop home games. Yeah, I, I just think this year is sort of a lost year because of that. Honestly, I think this is like a natural handicap that they have been forced. There's not any, you know, some of the players will look at that situation and say we've just got to do better, and this is not an excuse. But that's not that's not all the players. That's not coaches. That's not. I, I think the mentality is like we've got to get away from we've got to get away from Segura. It's killing us, um, and the play has looked like it. They just haven't been able to really come through uh, the way they like in Segra. So that's the solution is next year. They have to be at Audi field the full, the full season. And I bet they will. I think, I think that that's, that's the hopeful plan. The good news, the good news is as well too, that the, uh, the, the Washington spirit actually, uh, this is their last, their last game at Segra field will be September 26th. They just have one more game Mm -hmm. at Segra. Everything else is going to be at Audi. So they got the stretch. They are still, uh, very much alive in the standings. They are uh, a game in hand on everybody but Gotham. Uh, and they are just, uh, you know, first place is, I think, a little bit too much to stretch. But they are literally three points within the Courage uh, in second place uh, and even on game. So uh, very much still all to play for for the Spear. They can, they can put it together. You're getting the national team players back. I think we had kind of hoped this would be a, a situation where the, the Spirit would kind of, you know, take advantage of everyone else missing, you know, players and, and Rodman and Sanchez hasn't happened like that, but they're still very much alive. They can certainly turn it around. Um, they can also fall apart. Uh, Kansas city is the only team kind of definitely, this is a, a lost season for them. So yeah, the, um, it doesn't get super easy here. The Houston game is their sort of must win. Then they've got the pride. Then they've got the courage. Then they've got the thorns again. <laughs> That's the next three games. So you, like you said, would have hoped that they could have accumulated more points here in the stretch. And they were just, mm-hmm. they just didn't do it. Um, the, 
the good news is that the game at Segra is the game against Kansas City. That's true. September 26th. So that at least gives you your opportunity to pick up a win uh, against against the, the worst team. They've also been hit with some hard luck. Obviously, the red card against Gotham, uh, questionable at best. Um, actually, it was rescinded. But, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to rescind it. Well, the, the damage was kind of already right. done at that point. Um, so, you know, VAR, please, in, in NOBSL. So they, they've had some hard luck as well. Uh, certainly have had some hard luck, um, but hopefully they can turn it around uh, in the next game uh, against the Dash. Like I said, join us here 8 o'clock Friday. We're going to be co-streaming the game, commenting on the game, doing all the things. Hopefully John's internet holds up, uh, and hopefully everything's good. <laughs> we will do our best. And also just a quick reminder to everybody who's who's streaming now, uh, if you'd like to subscribe to the show on Twitch, we'd really appreciate that. Uh, everybody gets one free Amazon Prime sub uh, that they can utilize and not cost them anything and help us help the show out. So give that a, give that a shout. Thank you to those who have. I think we've got some subscribers tonight. Thanks to Gregory for gifting some. Uh, but just check that out if you're interested. And if you don't want to do it on Twitch, we can always uh, we always have our Patreon.com/slash RFK Refugees open, which gets you all of our special episodes, interviews, and such uh, a day early. So that's yep. that. Yep, absolutely. Definitely joining that in. All right, let's uh, shift gears. Uh, we're going to go to the game that happened last night. And, John, you did the special live post-game show yes. for that. And uh, I, I gave sort of my uh, my thoughts on Twitter. I was I was flying back, uh, had a late flight. I, I would love to, to extend my, my warmest regards to American Airlines for inconveniencing everyone else on the flight. <laughs> everyone else on my Richmond flight, flight back to Richmond, uh, by having it take off at 10 p.m. So I could personally watch the uh, the the D.C. United game, or most of it at least. I think my plane took off. I missed about the last five minutes of the game, but I think I got most of, of, of what happened in the game. So, again, thank you, American Airlines, for that. Um, even <laughs> um, But, yeah, uh, just a – this was a game uh, – we sort of got, I think, two – Two different DC Uniteds in this game. This was a game where literally, you know, against Columbus, even on the road, everything had to go right. Most everything did. They were effective. They were, you know, punishing on the on the press. They got their goals. In the game against Montreal, we had, we saw what that how you beat or non Lasada team. There's no there's no big secret to how you do that. How you do it is you tell DC here have the ball. So you see if you can beat us. Um, and it, you know, DC, I think their expected goals are really good. They lack some clinical. Um, I think I know uh, opening the game, Kevin Paredes had a, had a wonderful opportunity. Uh, actually, a ball from uh, from Paul Riola, and Paul Riola also generated an opportunity. Uh, and then he struggled the rest of the game. Uh, John, you, you jump in. Uh, I don't want to take over. No, take over the I talk. think that's accurate. I think yeah. you you pointed out Paul having a rough first half. He had fifty percent pass completion for the entire mm-hmm. first half. Looked rusty. Came off around the sixtieth minute. Uh, which was right. I think even if he wasn't he if he wasn't uh, tired, which I think he was, I think that was the right tactical move. And that's not usual for Paul. Paul, you really want to go ninety the best he can. Uh, I think the story the story here was the press continued to work. Montreal got a garbage goal <laughs> on a sh- on a shot cross uh, mm-hmm. that Kempen probably, if he was in better position, would not have elicited that cross. I think that that was. Uh, I think that happened because they sort of saw how weird and out of position he was. Uh, but then Ola Kamara once again does the business. He, he he's yeah. he's he, uh, he he just can't stop scoring. He is he's now scoring. We have it. We have actually have the number. It's uh, one goal every sixty two and a half minutes. It helps that he doesn't play ninety minutes very often. That's really helping his average. He should continue to ask for the early sub. Uh, but he he's just the second goal. Obviously, is the one that 
is the most exciting here. He scores a very, almost a carbon copy goal that he scored against Inter Miami, uh, where he just sets up, opens his hips, curls the ball around the goalkeeper to the far post. Very much a FIFA 19 goal. Uh, that's a player who's feeling himself. It's confident. Uh, and that decided that that was the best opportunity. Like, I, if I, I, they had the replay sort of right over his shoulder, the camera angle's mm-hmm. right there. If I'm looking at that goal, I don't, that's not the thing I'm thinking. Like, I think there, there's another, it's got to be a play here. Doesn't, <laughs> I would not appear to be like, I'm, this is, this is it. I'm not going to take a run up. I'm just going to, I'm just going to curl this thing. So, yeah, I mean, Ola Kamara is, is, it's weird to think that without Ola Kamara right now, we would be absolutely hosed and we would, and we absolutely would. The striker mm-hmm. depth is not here. Aaron Almasada does not believe in Eric Sorga. Uh, jo- Giovanni Bolivar was called up here solely for a body. He's not he's not seen the field for a minute since he's been here. Uh, so really, honestly, unless this weird uh, interleague loan termination uh, and reassignment <laughs> from Minnesota, which theoretically, you know, Argentina press seemed to think it was happening uh, of uh, of Juan Chope. What's his last name? I, I I can't I can't remember. I've I've only been kind of. There's been no like reputable. Not since the Argentine media is not reputable. There are people in Argentine media. Ramon Abila no, from yeah. from Boca Juniors via way of Minnesota United. Theoretically, he's supposed to have had his contract. He's been released by Minnesota, so mm-hmm. that's he is that is true. Uh, but a, su- supposedly we're going to uh, sign him on loan, even though it's outside of the registration window. So watch this space. I think <laughs> Ernan would love to have a striker with experience behind Ola Kamara. Nigel Roberta has had a hard time staying on the field, uh, not getting injured. Not really his fault, but it is just kind of the way it is. Ernan cannot have, he does not feel comfortable having his the choices behind Ola Kamara being what they are. He's riding the hot hand right now, and I don't blame him. But I think it's I think it's wise for him to be like, really anybody, <laughs> please, anybody else. Well, you, you have to be looking too, because I mean, Ola Kamara has picked up injuries. I mean, there, there has been a almost direct line of players that have gotten injured this season and then have reaggravated those injuries. Mm-hmm. We talk about you know we talk about what happened with uh, with, with Bill Hamid. You know, he reaggravates his injury uh, or he picks up a hamstring injury. So I think there's a lot of that like. I need something else in here because the depth, you know, is is not is not good. Um, and, and you know, if Ola Kamara goes down, this this year gets a lot harder um, because Jordi Reyna looked much better when there was a striker. He is not a a, a striker, um, and things get a lot harder. Uh, I I'm a little bit upset that you 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 neglected to mention um, the 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 best goal of the game. Yep. Uh, let, let me let me start with this. So I was actually I was I I claim this. I was writing a tweet. I was thinking about this game. I was watching the first half. We're down one nothing. Uh, you know. Montreal was letting him, letting him have the ball. The final pass wasn't there. Uh, the only really positive thing that was happening was uh, Kevin Paredes was causing the Montreal defense fits. And we'll talk a little bit about what happened in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, he was he seemed to be the only player um, other than Ola Kamara. Uh, I thought Ariel was dropping back a little bit too much. I mean, he was recovering the ball. He was doing a nice job there. But I wanted to see him press up a little bit. Um, and Kevin Paredes was the only one in that front three that was actively, actively pressing. And really causing fits. I think he generated at least two current corners from just pressing the ball and and the Montreal defense making mistakes. Uh, but I was I was kind of watching the game. I said, you know, and I see the fouls on Kevin Paredes, and I, and you know, I was seeing Julian Gressel's service, and I'm like, this. I feel like DC is only going to come back in this game if they can, you know, recommit to that press, really recommit to that um, when, when Montreal has the ball, and not let them 
sort of move the ball quickly because uh, that's what they were doing. They were essentially getting the ball and they was like, go forward, go forward. And as soon as they broke that first line of press, you know, the the the, the game was on uh, for them. Um, and I thought, you know, it's only going to happen on a foul free kick or, you know, we managed to figure out that press and we can get our you know defenders or our, our midfielders higher. Um, and sure enough, as I was literally thinking about writing that tweet, Julian Gressel gets a free kick, ball goes over the top, and Andy Nahari gets his first goal back since 2011. Uh, so absolutely thrilled for him. That was yep. a big moment. He went over and hugged, hugged the coach. Uh, just an incredible, incredible, incredible season from him. Um, I, I'm sure this has to feel good after all he's been through in Europe. Uh, to, to get that goal was, was was great in front of the home fans as well. Um, so hats off to him. He had another excellent game uh, just all over the place doing doing – Doing things from that center back. Doing position. Andy Nahar things that only yes. Andy Nahar can do. <laughs> he also leaves the game with a small injury. I have not heard anything about what that means. The good thing is the team has an entire week to recover. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Brian and I talked about this on the post game show. Uh, Andy has had a great run here, obviously, but also this his body has not gone through this much wear and tear in a, in a quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they can't take him off the field because he's just so he's so dynamic. And he offers something that nobody else can really offer from that position. So uh, hopefully he can he can recover this week and he's ready to go for Nashville. I think he'll be integral for that game on the road. I think it would be great if he's able to play. Uh, but keep, yeah, Cogsworth Worthington says Andy is clearly player of the year. No, um, he's certainly he's certainly comeback player of the it's, year if they did that. But I think it's I think it's uh, there's a lot of candidates now. I think. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's between three. I think it's between Julian Gressel, Andy Nahar and, and Ola. Ola Kamara yep. right now. Um, clearly, clearly. Um, wh- one thing I want to add to, uh, Andy was great in this game. Uh, Tony Alfaro and Fred Brilliant were also excellent in this game. Yep. Um, this game would have a very different result if they were not out there on the field. They made uh, Brilliant bringing up the defensive stops. And uh, obviously, Tony Alfaro's pressure, once DC committed, you know, more center backs forward. I am sure that was, you know, Erlon Lasada in the locker room. We need to be pressing more. We can't, we can't be sitting back. We can't be just letting this team in. Um, and, and, you know, Tony Alfaro gets pressure on the ball, wins the ball. And that's, and that's the, the ball that falls to Ola Kamara who just finishes it confidently. Um, so, uh, yeah, other things I want to highlight, maybe some not so good things. I, I didn't think, uh, obviously Pariola rough on the passing front. Um, I thought he got a little bit better as the game went on, uh, but kind of a, a slow game back from him. Um, so I'm hope I'm hopeful we're going to see more. I'm hopefully he's just trying to. You know, you, you spend all your day training with one team and then you got to come back and, and figure things out. And DC has kind of changed a little bit. There's a lot of different um, a lot of different uh, personnel out there. Um, obviously, uh, I thought uh, Joseph Mora, again, this is a guy this if you want to talk about a player that's not going to be here next year, it's going to be him. Uh, he, he's fine, I guess, as the defensive. But I thought maybe he looked a little more at home. He, you know, I think having Kevin Paredes out there he be did. the more higher line uh, defensive midfielder, I think definitely helps. Uh, sorry, the more attacking winger, um, I think definitely helps. Um, he's not a get forward guy. Yeah, so the less he has not. to do that, the more he can do what makes him a, a talented player. Yeah. So I think and, it's, a, it's, a, it's all about tactics for him. So if, if there's a way to continue to keep him playing where he doesn't have to be more than he is, then you can keep him. But I, I think he's certainly not... Uh, that's not that's not his strength. That's not where yeah. you really want him up the field too much. Uh, and a couple more things to add. I thought I thought actually Junior Moreno did not have a good game. I, I did not think he was. Footmop disagrees this. with you. He was. I think <laughs> I think he was like an eight and a half or a nine. 
from the he did good. I thought he suffered from some of the same things that Paul was suffering from. I think he did a good job defensively, but just sort of the passing just kind of wasn't wasn't there. Um, his sort of last pass. Um, I thought Moses Nyman was again. It was good to see him. I thought he put in a solid shift. I I, I thought he put in a solid shift. Maybe you disagree. I, You're yeah, kind of waving. Yeah, I do. I don't think he was that good. Junior Moreno at an eight. Moses Nyman, uh, second lowest DC United player, third year, third lowest. <laughs> So, uh, just what I know. Well, I, th- I think it's, you know, that's, you know, those, those, I think there's a lot of stuff that you, that you don't accumulate when you're watching as far as like, uh, failed, failed interceptions and turnovers. And, uh, but yeah, I, I think that Moreno, Moreno's pretty solid. I, I just think that there's no, uh, way that he makes way for canals. Yeah. So it's one of those positions. And, but I don't want Moses to be a victim of, of that, of that scenario. Obviously, there's still rotation. But those positions, I don't think he likes to rotate unless there's an injury. Um, I, I I think we're still seeing, you know, we're still seeing a player that is young. He's the youngest player. He has the highest ceiling. We see we saw what happens, how Kevin Paredes has really just established himself as the he, you're not he's not getting off the field, whether it's wing back or whether it's starting up as the as the as the top winger on this team. Uh, if there is a position on this field, he can play. He's going to be out there. Um, and, and I think, you know, I, I, I want to see that from Moses. Um, we'll see, uh, we'll see kind of how he develops. I think he's still going to get opportunities. This team has a lot of games coming up. Um, and you know, fitness is going to be an issue, especially in this system as they go down the line, uh, and, you know, potentially injuries too. And, and I think Moses is going to have a, I don't want to say a lock on that spot, but I think, you know, right now I think we're seeing, we love Felipe, but that, that he's definitely lost a step. Felipe, I, I think this is going to be Felipe's last season. The good thing about him, Felipe is a is a very good player to come in uh, in the last come in with a lead in the last yeah. six minutes. He's not going to make a mistake. Yeah, uh, he'll draw fouls. I the the unfortunate part is it feels like it does not feel like he's a ninety minute player mm-hmm. now. And I'd love to I'd love to talk to him too to sort of really get an idea about where where he feels he's at uh, from a from a speed perspective and 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 a speed, pace of play and everything. But yeah, I, I you know overall of course. This is six points out of those two games was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nashville Prof- Cup. Go ahead. A professional win. That's what you can say about that Montreal game. That was just that was a win where this team came in and just did enough to win. And they did not were not perfect by any stretch of the imagination in this game. And uh, they just found a way to uh, to win. And Cos- Coswell, uh, one of the team brings up Flores. Um, we'll see what happens. He needs to get on the field right now. He's not on the field. Um, and right now, I mean, do, does he does he unseat Paredes? Does what's, he unseat? What's the most important ability? Availability. It's the, it's the availability. <laughs> and he and he he ain't had it, he, so we'll we'll see. Um, he, he will he will get another opportunity. Sure. I I project he will get one last opportunity, and then I I don't know if the team moves on. I I don't I don't know. I, I don't know what you do at this point. He's gonna um, make us. He's gonna make me look bad, like Ola Kamara. <laughs> make him look bad. He's gonna make all of us look bad. Even, even Ola Kamara. I I was on. I I will not be. I will not say um, I, I will not say that I was a hundred percent. Oh, Ola's got it. Ola's got it uh, at all. Uh, I I had very much. I think about May or June. I'd kind of said, all right. I think we need to we need to do something else in the summer, summer window. So he made a fool of me as well. DCU striker nine makes a point that we're still less than twelve months out of Felipe's ACL injury. I think that's true. true. And it's also he's younger than you think. He's still I think you know maybe thirty. He's not he's not really that old. The question is he's got a uh, he's on a one year contract with an option. Uh, and he's making pretty good money, so that that remains to be seen. Where what the team wants to do, I think that his leadership is valuable. I think that mm-hmm. it's just a cha- it's just a question of salary cap and a question about making sure that you're able to get Moses minutes. 
I mean, I would love to see him if they could figure out a way to, you know, do what they did for Josh Wolf, do what they did for Ben Olsen, do what they did for um, for a lot of other players, which was basically like, OK, you know, we're going to we're going to put you on a uh, we're going to continue to pay. We're going to cut your player salary, but we're going to make you a, a player assistant coach and you're going to be an assistant coach on this roster uh, while also playing. So but you're still going to be part of the part of the team. They've, they've worked that, and it's actually a very effective way to, to circumnavigate MLS rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so I, I think we could see something like that. I think I would love to have him. Excellent locker room guy. Love to have him. Um, love to have him on the field. I also love that uh, I commented uh, the horrible uh, player on Montreal uh, who I cannot stand. I believe it was their captain this last game, uh, Mr. Piet, Samuel Piet. Uh, the last thing I remember about him is him kicking Paul Ariola in his first game back in his knee <laughs> and me thinking I was going to have to go down there and, and, and settle business. Uh, but I tweeted that if he kicks Paul again, that Felipe should sub in whatever minute it is. And Felipe liked that tweet because Felipe knows <laughs> Felipe knows that someone's got to <laughs> someone's got to enforce and who better than he. But, uh, you know, we got, we're just so happy at the way that this week played out. Uh, I think that this. This game against Nashville, if they're able to get nine points on the trot, um, you gotta you gotta feel good. Even though even with the injuries, even with everything else, you gotta feel good about uh, this team's playoff chances, right? You gotta feel yeah. You feel very you're, you're starting to you're starting to feel very good about for sure making the playoffs. And then now now our mind comes back to we have the cycle throughout the year. It's about I think we're gonna be top four. All right, I think we're gonna be eight. All right, I think we're gonna be six. I think we're gonna be eight. And now we're sort of we're very much like. We're in the good spot. We're we're above the, we're above the concern about where we make the playoffs, and now it's about how can we continue this intensity, continue these results, beat the teams at the top of the table when we get an opportunity to, and, no, and not just play them close, steal a couple points there, uh, and then we're really then we're really uh, moving as the as the season gets shorter and the weather gets cooler. Yeah, um, and and I think you know I think you talk about where this team lies, and you know right now they are they're a playoff team. High ceiling is, you know, four third. They're apparently, what, three points out of second or two, a few it's points close. out of second. Yep. It's close. Uh, obviously, New England's running away with it right now as far as like first place goes, uh, but it's very much alive. I mean, we were the idea of a home playoff game first seemed kind of like first playoffs were just like a, the, 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 the absolute ceiling, like fifth, sixth, seventh was like the absolute ceiling we thought for this team. Now it's maybe a home playoff game. Maybe we start, you know, pushing that. And then these one match games, who knows? Um wanna make a special call out uh and shaming of Kamal Miller on his terrible, Oof. terrible tackle on uh on Kevin Paredes. That should have been, in my opinion, that 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 should be uh, that should have been a red. I think that needs to be reviewed. And I think the disciplinary committee, he he was uh, Paredes was torching him torching him all game he was making he basically burned around him and he was done he's like i gotta make this tackle uh absolutely horrid horrid tackle uh i i thought should have been considered for a red uh considering how bad that was and i think mls needs to start looking at this and saying like look like you're this is putting a player in danger and by not punishing these not punishing these fouls not going back and reviewing these um you're you're opening yourself up to to injuries um, so thank you for reminding me what, what was said. Uh, so Aaron Almasada in post game was talking about that foul. Uh, Miller also, uh, kicked uh, Jordi Reyna 15 feet in the air and he landed on his butt. Uh, so he probably, <laughs> he probably shouldn't have been on the field even to be able to have done that. Uh, but in the, in the post game, 
Kevin Bra- or Hernan uh, Masada was like, uh, the league needs to protect these players. If you like, if you want to see exciting soccer and young, mm-hmm. talented players, you have to keep them healthy and alive on the field. And he he made it. He made a comment that was very much like, uh, it was almost like Beckham era DP referee favoring. Like he had he had that much MLS knowledge that that DPs used to get the special rub of the green from, from the yeah. refs. And he made a comment. He's like, "All oh, in the in the they used to take care of DPs like this." And then he said, well, "Of course, Kevin is not a DP." Uh, as far as on paper, but if you look at the way he is for us, he is a DP. And yeah. I commented, "Wow, that's great for Kevin." Also, Kevin is like, "But uh, I mean, but money though. Like, <laughs> if you, <laughs> we we could we could we could make this thing official if you want to. You got an empty spot. I got money that I could certainly have. Uh, but just awesome how that how Paredes has really become a key player for this team in mm-hmm. um, two months, basically." Yeah. It's amazing. I, I, the, uh, we've already started to hear the rumors. A- every game he goes out there in the field, I feel like I chop off a week. Every, every game he goes out there, I chop off a week of where I thought maybe he might get sold. It's getting less and less each year. I'm, I am, I am saying enjoy Paredes while you have the chance. I don't think he gets sold in the winter. I, I've been, I've been wrong before. I think the team's going to want to, uh, you know, get that value up as high as they can. Uh, but we're talking next summer. Yeah. You know, I, next summer, a very real possibility. If he keeps this up, he has to keep it up. Obviously, um, I could see I actually I could see him going on alone. I could see DC work out alone, maybe alone in, 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 in if he wants it. Yeah. In the winter to give him a chance to advertise himself. Uh, we, we saw it with with Andy um, and, and he really wanted to stay and he stayed. Um, so I'll tell you what, if we if if Predis, if we get into the playoffs and win a game or two and Predis is there and he feels like going I'm gonna be his biggest booster, going wherever he wants to go. I think that you've got you've got to make sure that you give these players like him uh, a spotlight and and then an opportunity to 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 go to leap. Uh, and what happens then after that is that's that's not your responsibility, but your 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 job is to make sure that no one feels trapped playing for DC United. So mm-hmm. let's let's do it this year and then and then see where we go from there. If he keeps, and, but like you said, he's on a, he's on a flight path right now. Like it is mm-hmm. it is just straight up. Uh, he's getting a lot more attention from national team fans. He's getting more attention from MLS fans in general. He's getting attention internationally as a player. I, I forget what he, uh, somebody called him a flamboyant winger today in a scouting report. I saw. I was <laughs> like, all right, flamboyant winger. But yeah, I, this is this is if he if he keeps it up, there's just no way you could keep him, and there's no way you should keep him. Yeah, yeah. Was, Kevin had some meat meat on him. He'd be England bound next, uh, last week. I don't know if I, I don't know if I necessarily. I, I think it's been a little bit too soon. I, I do think he does. I, I will say one one thing about one thing I love about Kevin is he he gets fouled a lot and he always gets up and goes at it next round. And that that is an incredibly important skill to have, uh, especially when you get up in the higher leagues because you know you talk about the Premier League and everything like that. They they are not afraid to do things like that. They are not afraid to tackle, go in hard. Uh, so I think that's an incredibly good skill. And if I if I'm a if I'm a manager, I'm watching that and saying this this dude's like getting fouled all over the place and he's able to mentally just handle that and say, Yep, let's keep going. So So um That's so, that. Yeah. We we yeah. I think those those are those are uh, two great games and one real bummer game for uh for the teams that yep. we cover. Did Loudon play this weekend? Maybe. I think <laughs> they probably did. <laughs> that's a that's that's a, a they, they had a they had a zero zero draw to the charlotte independence they um, go hey points home points, points. <laughs> no no i really want like i i have gotten the point like i still get the foot mom notifications for loud united and it's like every game 
it like kickoff and then it's like fourth minute goal, goal. <laughs> and, and so this one was surprising i like oh the game started i haven't gotten any no oh, oh zero zero okay well <laughs> yeah uh, it's it's rough out there for yep. the stampede and whatnot anyway i think that i think that's about that's about us for the week a reminder friday starting at producer brian I don't have the time. 8 p.m. That's when the game starts. So I think we're, we'll probably be live maybe 7.30 to do our pregame. No, the, the game starts at 8.30. Ah, we'll be live at 8, 8 o'clock. I'm sorry. 8 o'clock. Tune in. Mm-hmm. See how my internet is uh, in, in Gloucester. Uh, and then we're going to be, oh, we didn't talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cogsworth mentions uh, the the Gressel girls, the new supporters group. There were there were a group of young, young fans of Julian Gressel very close to the hot mic uh, uh, for the game of Montreal. Just, just sort of, you could only hear her, them, uh, and that's great. I love, I love when yeah. fans come and have a have a good time, particularly cheering on one of our one of our good looking wingers, our flamboyant wingers. Uh, but uh, I think the absence of of Labandas continues to be noticed. I've heard a lot of people. I've gotten a couple texts from they, people saying, "What's have, going on?" They have tweeted that that they they'll will be, back. be there next. They'll be back next. I think they said next game. So. That's good because yeah. I've gotten a lot of people asking me what's going on, and then I explain them, and that's like that's again. And I'm like, listen, I don't control it. <laughs> I just yeah. know about it. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So that was the thing that happened, Cogs. I said I was going to mention that. But anyway, make sure you catch up with us uh, on Friday night at eight o'clock. Uh, we're going to be doing the pregame. We're going to be doing the broadcast. We're going to be doing a postgame. If it's if if you're not really an NWSL fan, you don't normally watch. Great opportunity. We're like a we're the gateway drug to you for NWSL. If you listen <laughs> to us, uh, you know, stay for us. Enjoy the soccer as a, as an auxiliary. And also a last reminder: thank you again to everyone who subscribed to the show on Twitch. Uh, if you look at the way this show looks now, obviously we have fully committed to being Twitch streamers uh, uh, for for the show. Brian has put a lot of work in. So if you like that and you want to be here live and see stuff as it comes out. Subscribe. You can do that with your own money, or you can do that with Jeff Bezos's money in the form of a free Prime subscription. You can also download the show and listen to it the normal way if you don't want to do Twitch, which is how you're hearing this on Tuesday morning. So uh, we just want to thank everybody who continues to support the show in the numerous ways that we ask you to, be it by a t-shirt, be it by a scarf, on Patreon, all the ways that you guys do it. You all do a wonderful job in making us continue to do this multiple times a week, every week for multiple years. Were it not for the interest and support, I can guarantee you Ted and I would find other things to do with our time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that our families would be, be appreciative of that, but we continue to do it because the response is so great uh, and the support is so great. So thank you for that a million times. And that's all of the plugs that I have for this week. Yep, yep. Thank you all so much for listening. Twitter.com, follow us on Twitter. We're there. We got a blog post we're doing. We got we got everything we're doing. Uh, you guys are incredible. You know, I, I want to say we started the show. It's for the fans. I want to make this for the fans, by the fans, to borrow an, an old around the league line uh, for DC fans particularly. And uh, that that's what the show's all about. We we could not do this without you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we will catch you guys uh, on Friday, maybe a little sooner for some interviews. Who knows? Uh, this who knows? Is, we're, we're working. We're flying loose this we're, week. <laughs> we're, we're flying. We're flying loose this week. I'll probably look to to maybe get a Nashville preview out for you awesome. for you guys. Uh, so uh, we'll check you guys uh, next on Friday at the very least. Vamos. Vamos. Thank you.